Hello, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in to the Not The Top 20 betting show sponsored by Black Type Bet, who are giving a £10 free football selection away for anyone that signs up to Black Type using the offer code NTT20. No need to deposit anything. Just sign up to Black Type using the offer code NTT20. Uh, you'll see a £10 free football bet in your bet slip. Uh, listen to our picks, make your own conclusions, make a pick, try it out this weekend. That's blacktype.bet and a £10 free bet with the offer code NTT20. Many of you have already done so. Many of you uh, already have an account, in which case Scoreboard is the way to go. A sensational winner this Last weekend, uh, Luke Jones it was. Six of you managed to pick the only nil-nil draw out of all 36 EFL games, which is very impressive in itself. Uh, But only one of you had the foresight to pick Rotherham and Brentford with over 4.5. That was Luke Jones. He's got a £20 free bet from Black Type to use uh, this weekend. And you can get involved as well. Uh, Simply tweet us a game that will be nil-nil and a game that will have over 4.5 goals in the EFL this weekend. You need to tweet us at NTT20pod and at Black Type Bet. Over 18s only, of course. Uh, George Ellick is alongside me. My name's Ali Maxwell, of course. Uh, a tough week for us both last week, George. One of the worst for a while, actually. Yeah, rubbish. Here we were a week ago uh, saying this was going to be the turnaround. Um, we both basically matched each other for, for, for poorness. Yeah. You had one winning selection, which thankfully was your nap, which was Blackburn to beat Ipswich. Um, but, but nothing else except for that. I got my BTTS up and Donnie Burton and Bristol City draw no bet. Why draw no bet, George? Just, you know, mm. invest in your opinions, I guess. But it's easy to that now in hindsight. And um, so I was minus 3.3. You were minus 3.4. So um, I'm going to put that down in, in the win column for me. Um, and and uh, so that leaves me minus six point one nine, and you minus twenty one point six four. Yeah. Um, as as you know, as we were just saying off air, it's important to point out here that we um, are not em- embarrassed by by these tallies. We're here to hopefully provide some help to those of you looking to um, have your bets on the weekend's football. And obviously, given that we have to choose a bet from each league and we have to choose a long shot, you know, this isn't necessarily the advised taking plan. But it, hopefully, we're still. Um, uncovering some nuggets which is helping you on the weekends anyway I'm still hopeful I'll be um, in the in the profit come the end of the season um, but there, there have been some highlights as well well we haven't weeks. mentioned a the of... bonus pick that I presented last week well I, I, yeah I, I don't think you should mention that because I think you should <laughs> you can't be relying on bonus picks that don't go on the PL to to prove your uh, you know you're good form. But anyway, let's move on. Fourteen to one winner. Let's but, move on. Well, it didn't. It wasn't part of the uh, part of the picks. But hopefully, I mean, if you did back it on the back of what Ali said, then uh, then that's good news. Um, but let's move on to to our actual picks now, and um, and an absolute cracker in lead two for the match in focus. Yes, Barry Lincoln, five thirty p.m. Sky Sports have picked this one up, showing it live, which is fantastic. A real chance to see two uh, fantastic teams playing slightly different styles and very much over the course of the season becoming two of, if not the two dominant teams in. In League Two, George Berry, the home team here, and Berry, the favourites for this one. That they've moved into second spot, and it's up to them now at the moment to be putting the pressure on Lincoln. This is a great chance to do it. The bookies like Berry; they're two point three, uh, thirteen to ten to win this game. Uh, the draw three point three, and Lincoln 
3.1 with black type. Uh, you've been taking a look at Berry, and thankfully, uh, we caught them live in midweek in a in a checker trade trophy game against Oxford on uh, on the old iFollow. Yeah, the, the B team boycott didn't really work because um, because I thought we could watch uh, Forest Green Grimsby, but it was only overseas viewers, so we had to watch Oxford, which was a disaster. Um, I, yeah, I'm really impressed by this Berry team. I mean, this looks like a top of the table clash with Mansfield being the the other in the three, and then MK Don's now the outsider of the four. Um, and before this game, I would recommend um, taking the five to one about Berry to win League Two. Um, this team, it, it, it was easy to get caught up in the in Lincoln early on in the season. Um, they're the preseason favourites or, or second favourites. They were very very good early on, and they're still a, a fantastic team at this level. Um, the data isn't quite so forgiving um, in recent weeks. I, ha- I haven't seen much about the overall game, but I think. You know, we expect them to win that pretty easily. But in terms of XG ratio in the last four or eight games, they've been lower half of the table. Um, the defence is a bit of a concern as well. Um, it was an important clean sheet against the Oval, but they're not as solid as they have been. Barry, on the other hand, having had a, a you know a, a consolidating start, having dropped down from League One, um, and now, in my opinion, quite comfortably the class team in this league. And they've got three or four players who, who just look way too good. Mm. Um, the addition of Nicky Maynard was the catalyst for this run of form. Um, a team who are, who are creating chances but not being able to put them away got in a goal scorer who's now reaping the rewards Danny May is back in the form that we saw him in, in this league a few years ago showing that he is quite clearly um, the best player in, in, in league, uh, league 2 in my opinion and then the likes of Neil Downs and Jay O'Shea basically shouldn't be playing in this league um, with the technical qualities that they've got so Barry have won six out of six in all competitions um, in the last few weeks they're scoring goals for fun um, they've scored uh, three goals four goals four goals and five goals in that six. Second top um, scorers in the whole of England this and, season. And we could see, I mean, Oxford came out of the blocks quite well um, in, the, in the Checker Trade Trophy on Tuesday and that they restricted them to very few chances indeed. The first was a was a penalty. The second was was a kind of a long-range good strike from Sam or others. So not only are they absolutely purring going forward, but they're also pretty solid at the back and, and, and the data suggests this as well. Um, it agrees that they're the second um, in the last four games an XG ratio so it's not just a lucky streak Ryan Lowe um, is seemingly staying at the club despite interest from Luton um, at the moment which is important here um, and yeah I, I think this Berry team is um, has a bit of everything and, and I'm as you can probably tell a huge fan going into this game yeah the, the XG against Yeovil was was in Lincoln's favour not necessarily surprising but they did lose the XG battle against Crewe Newport Swindon and Cambridge in their last eight so you can see why in terms of, of, of balance of play chances created they're not projecting that well just in the last month or so uh, over the course of the season they are fourth Lincoln in the XG ratio table it, these figures I should say we're getting from Fox Punter Mike Holden's rating service uh, it is much of a muchness between the top four in that metric Mansfield 62% Berry 60% MK Dons and Lincoln 58% so not much between the, the top teams in that sense um, I think <clears throat> when you when you start to think well what are the what are some of the reasons they might be overperforming their, their numbers because the results have been still pretty good in the last few weeks they are a team that if you just look at the individual personnel and, and maybe I'm thinking a bit more about mentality and psychology having sat down with Daryl Clark uh, this week an interview that you can listen to uh, on the Not The Top 20 podcast page wherever you found this one um, but they're clearly linking a team who have a lot of good characters a lot of leaders experienced players um, that sort of plays out uh, in things like defending leads when they've gone ahead 14 uh, wins and 4 draws no defeats this season but 
I sort of think when you when you compare these teams, obviously you look at the league table, Lincoln with a game in hand, there's still a few points ahead of Berry. You think maybe that they, they are a slightly better team. But if you take out the first four or five games of the season, Berry only got four points from their first five. A, a real uh, or a small hangover, really, compared to how other teams react to relegation. But there was a hangover from relegation. It took Ryan Lowe a few games to, to get things set up. Uh, didn't have Maynard at that point. And uh, now the system, which gets the best out of all of their key players, um, probably wasn't you know quite established at that stage. Lincoln, on the other hand, got 13 points from their first five games. So they flew to the top of the table. They were well set after last season. Uh, what that means is in the last 24 games, Berry have got 48 points. Uh, Lincoln 45 points from the last 23. So uh, since Berry have been, you know, settled, they have been just as good, if not a bit better than Lincoln. So in this match, just a one-off match at Berry with such a strong home record, I think Georgia, uh, it is quite difficult to to not side with Berry, especially with Bruno Andrade still suspended for Lincoln, a huge blow for them. I really think, despite their system being efficient. Um, and despite them having the, uh, John Akinde up front, who will finish chances, uh, Andrada just the, the only player that gave them a real spark on the ball, um, com- you know, in comparison with the likes of Mayer and, and Jay O'Shea, who can beat a man so easily. So, um, personally, I'm going with Berry and over 2.5 goals here uh, at 11 to 5. Uh, and I feel like you are also um, shaking it. Yeah, this is pretty easy, especially a black type, currently the best price on odds checker for Berry. Um, so I'm not going to try and um, complicate it with with the stats line as well. Just straight up Barry to win at 13 to 10. Interesting wrinkle from this is that uh, Lincoln, their away record, fantastic this season. Eight wins, three draws, and three defeats. About as good really as it gets away from home. But they haven't played any of the top six away from home. So the five teams below them in the table, they've got to travel to all five. Yet you do feel. Uh, with the margins so tight between the top four or five teams now, uh, that could be uh, play a major factor. And, and you know, it, psychologically as well, I think it would be huge if Lincoln could avoid defeat here. But we're both backing Berry. George Berry straight up on the win. Myself, my pick, uh, Berry and over 2.5 goals. Lincoln uh, don't really keep clean sheets. Berry keep some, but not that many. And, and, and crucially, they absolutely plunder the goals. Um, what, where's your nap this weekend, George? Uh, the nap, the nap. I never thought I'd say this. The nap is at Swindon um, against Crawley. Ooh. The team that I, um, you know, hopefully this shows for, for those people who think that our prejudices um, have an effect on on our opinions on the podcast. Um, I'm, I'm pretty happy to say that I, as a football team, I despise Swindon Town. Um, I would say your love for the data overrides your fan love yeah. for Oxford well, it's or important. against Swindon. I think it's important anything. that, you know, you don't let um, personal grievances um, get in the way of of, of logic and uh, Richie Wellens of Swindon are really really good. Um, that's the long and short of it. They they top the XG ratio charts um, pretty comfortably. I think it's over eighty percent um, in their favour, which is absolutely extraordinary mm. in the last four games. Um, that he's cleared out a lot of the deadwood and brought in players. I mean, the, the signing of Danny Rose, for example, someone who's won multiple multiple promotions from from League Two, is a really really good one um, and. Yeah, I'm I'm fairly excited for their fans. Personally, I, I'm not <laughs> I'm not massively keen on it. And this is a unbelievable chance for them to to continue picking up the points. Um, the home form has been a bit of a concern. The last two games they've drawn two over Lincoln, which is no bad result. Um, but as you mentioned, they they probably deserve to win that one on, on the basis of the chances. And they also lost at home to Exeter. Um, but since then, they've they've beaten Macclesfield and Tramier on the road. 
Crawley in the last 13 away games have lost 11 and winning just one of those. So you can see here where the where the problems for Crawley lie. And again, in terms of the data, they don't rank very high at all. Um, so I, 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 I don't really believe in manager bounces personally. Um, there's obviously something to suggest that the performances level can improve when a new manager comes in. And, um, and I think this is a case where the guy that's come in in Welland has changed the football club and changed the way they play football to make them a more effective team. Um, so I don't think this is a bounce. I think this is just an improvement for Swindon. And uh, again, I wouldn't put you off the seven to one around on them to finish in the top seven this season, given how well they're playing at the moment. Um, and I, yeah, I, if, if I was pricing this game up myself, having not looked at the prices, I'd have had Swindon at least kind of what, four to six, eight to 13. So the fact you're getting 17 to 20 about them is, um, is too good to not back. So as you can tell, I'm fairly um, happy. Bullish. Uh, yeah, I am bullish. Um, I've had a decent go at it myself. Um, it's a bit, there's a bit of blue on Oddschecker currently, so you might want to act fast because um, I don't think there'll be that price will be knocking around come uh, come Saturday morning. Yeah, really good few weeks for for Richie Wellens and for Swindon, um, starting to move towards uh, a, a late playoff push. Perhaps uh, I'm going. I, I probably shouldn't think like this. This might be one of my faults as a as as a gambler, but. Uh, I would consider this to be really boring. I'm picking Villa to beat Ipswich. You know, it's a reduced fixture list in the Championship anyway, um, and that's sort of you know sort of scared me a little not to just try and try and convince myself into something at longer odds just because there weren't that many options. Of course, we have to make a pick. There's nothing I I really fancied at any sort of interesting price, so I'm going to just pick it, uh, Aston Villa here at home to Ipswich. They're eight to fifteen, one point five three in, in decimals and. Uh, it's so simple. Villa absolutely plunder goals at home. Their, their recent general form has been cause for some concern, of course, and, and they have been giving up too many chances. But uh, look, this is a team that has scored uh, 32 goals at home this season, 2.29 per game. Um, they have the top scorer in the league in Tammy Abraham. Uh, they are missing Jack Grealish, but they have the players in behind to create the chances for him. Um, John McGinn has, has continued to play at a very high level, even if some of the other players around him are, are, are not performing as well as they could do. Um, but a bit like last week when I picked Blackburn to beat Ipswich uh, as my nap, uh, this is very much on the Ipswich side of things. In that game, uh, which finished, I think, 2-0 yeah, to Blackburn, uh, 3.07 XG for, for Blackburn. Uh, Ipswich didn't really register a single shot until about the 40th minute, um, but actually ended up with 1.2 on the XG at four, which is their best for, for a while. They haven't won the XG battle Ipswich in a game since the 3rd of November when they played against Preston. Um, in that time, I'm just going to read out their XG4, uh, 0.64, 0.93, 0.6, 0.47, 0.62, 0.36, 0.88, 0.25, 0.82, 1.32, 0.54 and 1.2 uh, in that game on the weekend. So just miserable when it comes to creating any sort of chances consistently um, across across a game and I just can't look past Villa here um, because Ipswich at the back not particularly impressive at all um, you know we, we saw them get that win against Rotherham and, and there was a flicker of hope but looking a bit deeper it, it was about as unimpressive a win as you can get uh, and and you know I, I basically think that they're doomed. I'm just going to take uh, Villa <clears throat> at 1.53 at 8 to 15 as my nap uh, and look to just uh, uh, to move on from this one. Put it that way. Um, so uh, championship wise, 
is where we'll go for you here, George. What, what did you find on this card? Because clearly, as you can tell, I, I went very safe, not really fancying anything else. Yeah, I'm, it's kind of going with a team who maybe are running their course in terms of the good form, but I'm, I'm backing Hull again. Um, Hull, rampant Hull, I think we can call them. Yeah. Um, despite dropping points away at Aston Villa, they played very well again. Um, it's no fluke. Again, they're, they're projecting very well on, on the shot data side of things. And they go to a Blackburn team who we often say are very reliant on their home form, which is absolutely true. Um, there's no doubt that, that Rovers rely on that in order to, you know, they're, they're comfortably mid-table, they're six points off a playoff place. And that is in part, or basically in full, due to their, their form at Ewood Park. Um, but they, they have dropped points against better teams in the league. You, you see Norwich beat them 1-0 a couple of weeks ago. Birmingham went there and got a point. And they also lost to Sheffield United early, early on in the season. Um, uh, uh, Villa came away with a point as well. So when they are hosting the better teams in the league, it's not quite so simple. Um, and at the moment, it's impossible to argue that Hull are anything but one of the better teams in the league. It looks yeah. like they're going to keep Jared Bowen um, at least until the end of the season. I think a January move's now off the cards, which means that he should be playing this weekend. Krasitsky seems at the moment fairly happy to stay. Exactly. And, and everything's kind of solidly in place. And as I say, the run they're on at the moment is probably unsustainable. They will drop points. And I'm always fairly reticent to, try to back someone when they're um, kind of on the, in the middle of a, of a real purple patch. But at the moment, they're just a very good team and they're going away to a, to a club who, who are just under that level. Um, and I think the, you know, the, the odds of around, I think they're 13 to 10 Blackburn is just way too short. Um, I wouldn't be backing that in a million years. Um, so as such, I'm at 21 to 10, one point going on, on the Tigers to, to keep it going. On the Tigers, like nice, like it. Um, we've got this. <laughs> we've got the same pick in League One, so I'll, I'll say my piece. Normally, I would let you do that, but I'm feeling a bit annoyed that you said you got the win last week with a 3.3 against a 3.4. So uh, let me tell you about Coventry at home to Blackpool. That's my pick in League One, and you can add anything that you think I've left out. Um, they're 11 to 8 with black type, 2.37 in decimals. Uh, they've won the XG battle Coventry in four of their last five, and it's been a bit of a theme of their season. There's a lot of teams in League One, like Shrewsbury and Wimbledon, Bristol Rovers, who have been massively underperforming their XG, um, and down the bottom. Coventry have also been underperforming, underperforming their XG, um, but have still managed to maintain a, a pretty solid mid-table berth. And um, uh, on paper, when you look at their team, the striker is a bit of an issue. They haven't been able to find consistently a striker uh, to, to score goals. Hiwula looks like uh, the one that they've sort of landed on at this stage. But behind the striker, you've got Connor Chaplin, Luke Thomas and uh, Bright Enabakare on loan from Wolves uh, as a three in, in a 4-2-3-1. Tom Bayliss penetrating from midfield. Uh, you know, you can see why the fans sometimes think they should be doing better. They should be playing better football and they should be scoring more goals. But they do still create chances and, you, and you know, you have to believe that, that they do and, and will continue to score. Blackpool are finding it tough at the moment uh, to man maintain that form from early on in the season. The, 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 the sort of the feature of that early part of the season was unbelievably strong defence and, and tight games going their way. Um, and that's not happening to the same extent. Recent numbers suggest that that defence uh, has started to give up more and more chances to the opposition. Uh, they've only scored two in their last seven league games, which is terrible. And... Um, they, you know, the, 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 again, those goal scorers that they have, the likes of Nondouier, um, Delfonso, that these aren't necessarily consistent goal scorers throughout their career. So, perhaps not surprising to see them go through a lean spell. So, at the price, uh, two point three seven, eleven to eight, Coventry were, were were really the sort of standout in League One for me. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with everything you say. Um, this is about 
for me, a, a team in Blackpool who are really struggling. I mean, they beat Portsmouth <laughs> 1-0 in their last away game. Yeah. Um, but you've got to look at the bigger picture here. Um, against Oxford, for example, um, in a game that I saw, they were, they were absolutely terrible. Um, really, really poor. And, and that seems to have been the, the story of their season away from home. Uh, we said, we flagged them early on in the season as a team who are overperforming and that seems to be coming back um, into, into fruition now in terms of, of them dropping down the table. And Coventry, I think, are massively underperforming and it, wouldn't be, it would be no surprise to see them go on a run soon. Um, so yeah, as everything you say, um, just to straight up uh, Cov to win at 11-8. to eight. So I think that just leaves league, my League 2 pick here. It's Northampton at home to Morecambe. Uh, you messaged me earlier and said, I'm not sure if you've done your picks yet, but I've got a massive bet and I think you'll be on it as well. Uh, and, I, and I guessed immediately that it would be Swindon. So um, luckily there was something else in League 2 that I fancied because otherwise we would really have very, very similar picks this week. Uh, and it's Northampton home to Morecambe. Morecambe are having just a really, really tough time, a, a real lean spell. Uh, Matt Sieg, who we follow, who's a Morecambe fan, it... it He's just saying that everything is just conspiring against the team at the moment. Uh, a lot of injuries. At the moment, they've got four injuries for attacking players, four injuries for midfield players. Uh, James Sinclair at the back and the goalkeeper, Barry Roach, who's been such a big part of their uh, survival over the last few years. They've been playing Jordan Cranston, who's really a left back, a left wing back. He'd been playing in midfield for most of the season because they just don't really have anyone else. They've been relying on, on wingers to play up front in the last few games. Um, uh, and it, it's just not been good that the bench last weekend had four youth team players on um, they're down there with Notts County in the form table just seven points from their last ten games uh, their XG numbers going forward are the worst in the league um, both in the last four joint worst in the last eight and the worst over the course of the season as well um, so They've, they've, they've scored just four goals in their last six games and I, I went back and looked at them a 35-yarder from Cranston in defeat at Tramere uh, in a two-all draw they scored a free kick from Tut and a, an absolute worldly left foot volley from Ellison and then in their last game it was a deflected strike from Ellison in that game against Stevenage so generally not great signs things that don't point towards you know them being unlucky and, and starting to plunder the goals actually almost the opposite um, as we've said before we, we basically would back Morecambe in any game against anyone 18th and below in relegation six pointers they do the business three wins three draws in those games this season but against teams above 18th four wins four draws and 15 defeats so clear uh, in which games they they struggle and in which games they thrive Uh, Northampton are not exactly um, purring at the moment they've had a tough run of fixtures Uh, They've drawn with MK Dons, Swindon and Yeovil recently. They beat Carlisle, which was an impressive result. And they lost away at Forest Green and away at Cambridge. I feel like they will be relieved to be back at home uh, against a very beatable side. Junior Marias is finally playing in this Northampton side. Signed in the summer, but he hasn't been involved at all really this season. But he's got three goals in his last four. I would fancy him to score. I fancy Northampton to win this one at home to Morecambe. And so uh, for them to be 10 to 11, um, you know, just a shade under even money, I thought that was a, a very nice selection. So Northampton home to Morecambe for me in League Two, which leaves BTTS and long shots. Uh, let's do BTTS first, George. Yeah, I don't know if you find the same, but there's so much data out there. Um, with all, I mean, with all the markets, obviously, but in BTTS, so often that every single one you look at that you think, um, yeah, this is a good one, you have a look in it, it's like 2-1, and you're mm. like, mm, not, not really yeah. that keen to put that up. But um, I like this Exeter-Cambridge um, BTTS, yes, 17-20. to 20. Um, Cambridge, a team who, who've 
uh, are a different team again. I mean, as I was talking about earlier, they're a different team to, to what they were before Colin Calderwood came in. Um, over the course of the season, their average uh, XG4 is 1.29. The average XG against is 1.25. Now the average XG4 is 1.73. And this is in the last four games, sorry. And the average uh, XG against is 1.43. So you can see there um, a, 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 not only a difference in going forward, but a difference in general attitude, where not only are they creating more going forward, but they're, they're slightly more porous at the back. Exeter... 1.47 XG going forward in the last few games, 1.44 um, over the last eight and 1.47 over the whole course of the season. So you can see they're a team who, who rank fairly high for goals um, in terms of creating chances. Uh, they're a bit more solid defensively, but I think that uh, Cambridge under Calderwood are obviously going to be a team who are going to give this a good go. Um, extra strong favourites for the game, um, but you'd be surprised they didn't score. So it just seems to me a game where both teams looking to attack um, both teams have a lot to play for as well. So it's 17 to 20, um, which is basically a pick and price for BTTS. Um, happy to go on the, on the side of yes. Yeah, enjoyed that. You managed to make Calderwood like a, a half-syllable word, which I was really impressed. Calderwood. That was, the, that was the quickest. And you are a man that speaks quickly, but that was the quickest word you've ever said, <laughs> um, which is impressive. I'm, I'm in the championship for my BTTS. And you're absolutely right. You do... You know, you look at the Fox Punter ratings and you look at which teams are, are sort of creating a lot and conceding a lot of chances. You work out the fixtures where those, you know, there are two teams who fit the bill and then you go and check the odds. And uh, yeah, it's, it's always difficult to back any, anything really at the prices. So when I saw Stoke Preston at 1.95, uh, I was uh, pretty excited. 19 to 20, this one. Now, uh, I know why. This is the price that it is. BTTS in Stoke home games this season uh, has been not landing. I think it's fair to say um, this is not a place where you've seen both teams score. But when uh, when there's such a, a change, when there's a manager change from Gary Rowett to Nathan Jones, that that sort of changes the way that a team plays, changes the way that a team sets up, changes the atmosphere. Uh, I think you can you can more or less wipe the slate clean uh, and that's what I'm trying to do here um, Jones I think will continue to, to experiment tactically we've seen him early on uh, already trying to implement his 4-4-2 diamonds uh, formation that he used at Luton uh, but last week uh, surprised Bielsa with, a, with, a, with more of a 3-5-2 I would expect that he would use this sort of game home against uh, against Preston and I don't think there's much pressure on him to, to be reaching the playoffs at this stage I think the key for him now is to work out which players in this Stoke squad he thinks can go to war for him next season and he thinks can can fit and adapt to, to a system what that means is there will be teething issues along the way we saw against Brentford uh, the, the fullbacks just had a torrid time because in that system um, they have such a big job in, in a diamond midfield formation uh, and struggling to adapt, which is completely fair enough, a completely different style, different instructions than they would have had under Gary Rowett. So uh, at the same time, he is clearly bringing a, a boost uh, to the fans, to the atmosphere. Uh, the fans will be bang up for this. And we know that uh, you, you can basically expect Stoke to have plenty about them now, uh, I think, going into most games. Uh, but Preston... Another team that we like a lot. We spoke uh, about them at length on Monday. The fact that they're 18th in the table and the fact that we're a bit confused about that and we feel that uh, that's a bit of a false position in terms of their actual quality. Uh, they've scored the sixth most goals in the league, Preston. So going forward, not been an issue. Uh, they've scored in 18 of their last 20 games in the league. Uh, and one of the things that has undermined them this season is that they haven't always uh, been able to keep the opposition at bay. So just in terms of how much I like both of these teams 
um, you know, to, to, to fancy themselves going forward. I don't see this being the sort of game where either team will, will sit back and be happy with a nil-nil. So um, BTTS 1.95, I was, I was pleasantly surprised at the price and I, I'm grabbing it. Uh, our long shot, George, I don't think we've ever had two of the same so picks. So weird, this. I can't believe you've gone for the same thing. Well, my theory was that with a reduced fixture list, but it became a bit more likely. There's so many markets. Yeah. So many, I mean, it, that means it's going to be a winner, I guess. I hope so. Um, Wick and Plymouth. Uh, Plymouth and BTTS. We've both put it up at five to one. Yeah. Um, completely independent of each other, which is which is good. Um, I, I mean, my theory is that Plymouth um, matches equals goals at the moment. Yeah. And that much is clear. They've won four on the bounce in all comps. Um BTTS would have landed in three of those four. The one that didn't land in uh, was the home win against Oxford, in which Oxford projected a very high XG despite the 3-0 loss as well. So that suggests that they were pretty leaky at the back. Um, they played midweek as well, which is always um, a sign for me of a team who may struggle um, defensively, having had to face something of a barrage on Tuesday evening. Uh, Wickham, on the other hand, um, are, are, are a decent home team, a team who projects pretty poorly at the moment in terms of XG. So you can you know, I think that Plymouth are a bet to win the game um, at uh, 12 to 5 anyway. Um, but Wickham don't draw many blanks at home. So happy to, to, to go with Plymouth to, to win and be TTS. Yeah, very, very similar thinking, really. Uh, we need uh, a, sh- a bet that's 4 to 1 or above. Uh, one of the sort of go to markets is, of course, the, the winner and BTTS market. Generally, if you pick the favourite, and BTTS, uh, that won't make it to four to one. That'll be shorter than that. So generally you are looking for a team that is not that fancied, but who you think has got a good chance of winning the game. Uh, and then, as you say, looking for, for a team like Plymouth, who are seeing plenty of goals go in uh, at both ends at the moment. I just sort of think that uh, since, since we spoke to Gareth Ainsworth, since we bigged up Wickham when they went on that amazing run, um, they have fallen away a little bit and, and the, you know, they've picked up a couple of wins. They're very good for a, for a late winner, for, for a late equaliser. They are a team that plays till the end and they've got impressive character. But generally, <clears throat> and it would have seemed ridiculous if you said this three weeks ago uh, when Plymouth were bottom of the league, uh, generally, I think that there's, there's not very much between these teams. And you can say that about most of the teams from 8th to 24th, maybe, well, maybe to 23rd in League One. So uh, in that sense, uh, for Plymouth, who are on a high at the moment and, and Wickham slightly less so, um, I don't think there's much between these two teams, really. There's only five points between them in the table now. And uh, Plymouth and BTTS at 5-1, to one, something that we both... Uh, decided we fancied independently so that'll be the big the big focus for us this weekend uh, the game at Adams Park between Wickham and Plymouth uh, if that could be a winner then that could be a huge huge boost for us this weekend I uh, hope you've enjoyed this betting show uh, if you have done please share it please let us know what you fancy this weekend please let us know what you think about our selections um, it's always great to hear from you guys and please do go and listen to the interview with Daryl Clark. That's our third one of the season in this sort of theme of this series. Uh, NTT 20 pod meets George, obviously sitting down with Michael Appleton. Uh, and then I've done uh, a similar thing with Paul Hackingbottom and Daryl Clark. We really feel really good about this series, uh, not just because we enjoy meeting managers and talking to managers, but we think that the situation that we're putting them in and and the relaxed atmosphere I suppose uh, and the fact that we are not necessarily looking for one big juicy quote uh, but just trying to give you guys a a bit more of a relaxed 
uh, scenario where you can get to know uh, these guys a bit better. And I think that Daryl was the, was the perfect subject for that. He was so open, so honest. I, I, I really could barely get a word in edgeways. So uh, it's been going down really well. Thank you for all the kind messages. Uh, and please do send in any suggestions for any future managers you'd like us to sit down with, especially if you've uh, got their number. Uh, we'd, we'd love to hear from you. Um, so it's been a great week, a tripod week, three pods from us this week. Hope you're enjoying all the output and until next Monday's podcast, that is it from us.